the getting older parts was removed, but then also understanding from a logical standpoint that if I'm alive 10 years from now, that means I'm still alive. And I now get to make a choice. Do I want to be a lot wealthier 10 years from now? Or do I want to still be in this exact same crappy position I'm in today? What can be done today that's going to have a dramatic impact on my tomorrow and five years out and 10 years out? You're listening to the Engineer of Finance podcast with Ken Green. Please stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear boring yet important disclosures. Thank you. Hi, this is Ken Green, the host of the Engineer of Finance podcast, and I have a short episode talking about kind of planning for 2024 and what you want to accomplish. And this is a great time, November and December, to focus on our health and focus on our wealth. I learned that term from a mentor and a friend, my goodness, five, six years ago, and I just thought it was so true. What a great time. I've never been into New Year's resolutions. I've had episodes where I've talked about this in the past, I'm sure. It just seems to be a very convenient time where a lot of companies, the fiscal year ends, end of this year, which is coming up. And it's just a great time in a way to hit the reset button and have reflect on what's been accomplished, what we've done right, what we can improve upon, and what are the things we want to accomplish going into 2024. And loved learning, and this is probably well over six, seven years ago, but it's also been revisited, the importance of blocking out our, our free days, our vacations first through uh, for the whole year. And so 2024 is coming up and blocking out all our vacation time uh, with family and friends. And then working around those t- times is a great way to figure out what the, the game plan. You work around those time frames, And so it gives you a strong why. You know what you're working for. And you're going to have a phenomenal break. And then also, because it's very clear the days you're taking off or the week you're taking off, or some people I know, it seems like the weeks or months they're taking off, they're coming back to a productive calendar where they can go out and serve others and create strong income streams for their companies on the value they're creating for who they serve, for clients or customers. And so it's just a great time to focus on our health and wealth, break things down, and from what do we want to accomplish uh, over the year, what do we want to accomplish on a quarterly level, where do we want to be each quarter, and then break it down to month, weekly, and daily. And it's all about the daily and weekly habits so you can hit those milestones. Now, I don't know if I've ever dived into this in the past, but I thought I'd share the one piece that has always been a psychological hurdle for me. And of course, I share this with some friends and mentors and my wife, and they just look at me like I'm crazy. So maybe I'm putting myself out there talking about it on this episode. But if it, I feel like if it's something that grinds on me a little bit, maybe it's something, maybe some of you listeners out there, or maybe a majority of you listening to this show, this might land and this might resonate. Interesting enough, all the planning is so important and having a game plan I've always have resisted outlines. I always just liked writing the damn term paper first or moving forward on something and then improving and building upon what I thought was the original outline. It was just so hard to be proactive and think about, oh, this is how it's all going to lay out when I don't even know on how the term paper, what I'm writing is going to evolve into. And so it's a kind of same game plan with financial planning, retirement planning. And there's just so much unknowns and things we just don't know we just don't know what's out there yet. We don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea what, in many ways, what tax code will be next year. 
let alone creating these plans looking 30, 40 years out, which I don't do thinking that far out. It's more, I would say, more important to focus on strategies and things three years out, two years out, one years out, and having an overall game plan. But to dive into minutia so far in advance, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. And the same thing on the retirement planning. If we all knew exactly when we were going to die and how we're going to die and any type of long-term care events or whatever disability events or things that occur or family emergencies or accidents, boy, could you make perfect plans because you just already know what's going to happen so you can uh, build around it. Uh, but we don't. And so it's better to have to be prepared for things and have strategies in place to be prepared for it as opposed to creating plans where we just don't know the future. We don't have a crystal ball. We have no idea what's going to surprise us next. And so it's just best to be prepared for it and have good systems in place and procedures and I would say good philosophies on how we save money, how we invest money, uh, how we dedicate time for things, both for our personal lives and professional lives. And uh, the thing I wanted to share is one that is always a struggle for me, and it's improved, and this is how I improved it. And this goes back to way back when my first Pankasaurus, my first whole life policy, when this was introduced to me by different mentors, and I've talked about it on episodes in the past, so I would encourage looking up Bankasaurus and don't have all the episodes in front of me. But when my eyes are open to what I could do for myself personally, like how uh, I was always, always loved investing, never understood uh, the importance of savings until when you have no liquidity and this perfect storm or storms hit, it's amazing. Even if you're making 0% interest, it's important to have cash handy. It's important to have money under a mattress. It's important to have money sitting in savings accounts and checking accounts uh, so that you have that kind of liquidity for these emergencies arise. Uh, and I would also argue incredible opportunities that consistently will present themselves. The, the part that I struggled when I was really studying and really doing, immersing myself into dividend paying whole life insurance and how these things work, how they don't work. And there's so much hyperbole out there I think is dangerous with the marketing machines out there uh, trying to take something that's a very, can be a very powerful savings product uh, if used and implemented correctly, but it's not some magic pill that does everything. And so they, all these type of financial products out there have their different strengths and things that you should be cautious of as well and, and make sure it's coordinated with other uncorrelated assets. The, so when I was first looking at illustrations from various mutual life insurance companies, and I'm studying all the different riders and terminology and, and how all these things are structured, again, how they work and more importantly, how they don't work and, and what are, are our exit strategies. And I'm seeing these numbers in the first few years, and I remember walking through my wife, I was like, looking 10 years out, looking 20 years out, looking 50, 60, 70 years out, that kind of thinking so far ahead really mess with me mentally because it was so hard for me to imagine being 10 years older, 20 years older, 30 years older. I had friends in my 20s would teach him, 30s, they would teach me about having this Peter Pan complex that I just never wanted to get older. And it was always a struggle. And still at this time, like planning out 2024, planning things out through the whole year from a play standpoint and a work standpoint, it's the weirdest phenomena that I'll experience where Seeing things laid out already laid out for the whole year, I almost feel like the year has already occurred and I'm a year older and it will 
create some resistance and bother me. And planning things out, out, my goodness, my first life insurance policy, when my eyes were open, I think it was two years into the, the financial insurance services industry. And then this was came in pretty close to two years in, a little bit after. I, I got to really have a lot of these shows converted into transcripts in front of my eyes so I can remember exactly the dates because everything starts becoming a blur. But I believe it was about just two years into me getting this industry or just after when my eyes were open to how powerful whole life insurance can be if, again, implemented and used correctly. And I would argue as a saving strategy with numerous benefits that are created by it. I'm like looking at the numbers and, and from a cash value standpoint, from an equity standpoint, from uh, a use my money, it re I really struggled with it the first few years. I was like, this just isn't that exciting to me in the first years. But if I had the discipline to look at year four, year five, and then for sure after year 10, holy cow, what I implement today is going to have such an impact on my tomorrow 10 years away, four years away. And this just becomes a very exciting game as a savings plan. And I was always repelled by savings that just made 0%. You're definitely, from an initial outlay and looking things at an annual standpoint, I'm looking at being at a negative internal rate of return initially. But when I looked at things from a lifetime standpoint and an eternal standpoint of what this would be down the road passing away, looking at what things would look like at retirement, bringing it in towards the present and just a few years out, I was like, holy cow, what I do today is going to have such a huge impact on my tomorrow. And being a father and when my little monster was born, it was a pure discovery to me. I understood the joy I saw with friends and clients and peers becoming a parent. I understood, I understood it and I could see it vicariously through them. It was an absolute discovery for me when my son was born. It rocked my world. And I don't know if I share this before on a podcast. And it created a whole new meaning for life for me. And just one of the best gifts ever. And uh, something by far more significant than the things that will keep me up at night. is And it gave me purpose of why now I have to embrace getting older. It means that and getting older is just more wisdom, and wisdom is, it can be wonderful, and I just don't want to age. So if I can do things and move things in a way that drastically slow the, the aging part, then I think it would be wonderful to be 100 years old and move and act like I'm late 30s and early 40s, right? How great would that be for everyone? And so the aging part, the getting older part was removed, but then also understanding from a logical standpoint that if I'm alive 10 years from now, that means I'm still alive. And I now get to make a choice. Do I want to be a lot wealthier 10 years from now? Or do I want to still be in this exact same crappy position I'm in today? What can be done today that's going to have a dramatic impact on my tomorrow and five years out and 10 years out? So from a logical standpoint, looking 10 years out, 20 years out, 30 years out, it made absolute sense not to delay. Time's not our friend and make a big decision today that is going to create a w the potential for a way wealthier tomorrow. And by having that realization, it got me through that psychological hurdle of, it, it sounds so crazy, this suspended disbelief that if I don't have trust or will and trust or estate planning laid out, then I just, I, it's just, I'm never going to die. Or if I don't have funeral arrangements, I'm just never going to die because I haven't planned it out. If I haven't planned out my year, then 
that I guess the year didn't occur. It's just weird, insane thinking. And, but these are the things emotionally that, that I used to resist and still present itself from time to time today. And looking at 2024, it's my goodness, planning out December of next year already and laying things out of what needs to be done personally and professionally. It's almost my goodness. It's already February. It's already March. It's already November. It's already December of 2024. And so it presents itself, but the logic that will kick in is by planning and laying this out, and we're going to have some surprises that kick in. I do believe, and I think I shared this, I think the first year that my wife and I laid things out on all our vacations is when COVID was realized in this country. And so much for the planning. The beauty of planning things out, even though it might feel for some of you out there, like it's by planning a year out, like the year's already occurred. And all of you might just think I'm crazy, but I, I just thought it's really been in my head. It's been really been, because everything's been very intentional laying everything out for 2024. The beauty of laying things out and putting it down and putting it on uh, the calendars for the companies and, and for my family, it creates an intentionality and these things are planned and, and we're planning some really great things. Some will be realized, some won't because things happen. But by having a game plan, it's creating a way higher probability that we're going to get a lot, we're going to hit all our needs and we're going to get hit probably a lot more of our wants than if I just stuck my head in the sand and pretended like I'm not going to get a year older and two years older and three years older. And I hope I'm not alone on an island on this. I really hope this, because I'm putting myself out there just making fun of myself, but it is something that and it ties to the whole debt piece too. I know that there's bad debt and there's good debt. And boy, do I love leveraging good debt. However, there will still be this turmoil when it makes absolutely no sense to pay off 0% interest loans. As long as you've got to emphasize this, as long as you negotiate the best price up front, it just makes no sense to pay off early 0% interest loans. Or when you look at how amortization schedules work from a Financial standpoint, most of the time it doesn't make sense, but for debt to income ratio things, if you're going for loans, there could be a variety of reasons why even on a 0% loan, it might make sense to wipe out that debt. But from a, if, if you can have a hundred grand, 0% on some type of loan, and you can have a hundred grand in the stock market, and as long as the stock market cooperates, that can be a very powerful strategy. Or just in, in a high yield account right now, it's amazing what these banks are paying in CDs and money markets and and when you look at, or other instruments like uh, whole life insurance, right? All these things that you're not worried about what the stock market's going to do to, from a savings or investment standpoint, it just makes no sense to pay off 0% loans. But for some reason, still at a spiritual mental level, I still will resist it on a quarterly basis, let it go. But usually once I'm a few months out, I just, it's mercy. I just want it done with and I'll wipe out uh, the note. So even if it's a low interest rate, it's just, it's something I recognize and I'll term, it's, it's turmoil. You know what? Not sure exactly why it still gets me, but at least I hang in for most of the time. And so it's the same uh, thinking for the planning from a time standpoint. Like our, I mean, these are just, and I've talked about this and I, and I don't know who I heard this from, but it really had an impact. When I was younger, I don't know if it was when I was in college, but a gentleman was stating that the sooner children learn to appreciate time and money, the better off they'll be. And money is energy and allows us to buy more and more time and by leverage in, in, in one way. And it's energy. It's an amplifier. 
And time is a commodity is, is so precious. It's something we can never get back. We can get money back. We can't get our time back. And so if we're going to plan things out from a financial standpoint, the importance of planning out our calendars and our activities and our time and becoming intentional with how we're going to use that time, even though it might be hard to do. And I see some people really struggle with it. And I struggle with it, but I still go through it because I know the importance of it. Because if I have a choice, I know I'm going to have a way more intentional lifestyle. And I'm going to have a lot more memories and a lot more events and a lot more meaning if I lay out all of 2024 and create plans thinking three years out, five years out, 10 years out, because now we're bringing that future into the present. Now we have a way to move and act and what we know what we're looking for. And we know if we're on point and that's the beauty of laying these plans out. And I still, there'll be this resistance. It's just way less resistance where I just didn't do anything a long time ago because I didn't want to address the fact that for some odd reason, if I don't think about five years out and 10 years out, I'm not going to be five or 10 years older. That's just completely illogical. And you would think you know, with degrees of electrical engineering and civil engineering that I those type of emotions, you would think that these type of emotions wouldn't enter my brain. I would like to think that I would be more logical on these type of things, uh, but at least the logical will the logic will eventually present itself and then move forward on it. And thought this would be a shorter episode. Didn't think I would go this long for almost 20 minutes talking about this topic. It's just something I thought, you know what? This is very important to me. This is something that I go through this routine every freaking year now, laying things out for the next year. And But I can tell you, even with that resistance, and there's less resistance each year, I can tell you, it's a look at 2023 record year, professionally and personally. Look at 2022, that was a record. 2021, 20. So by implementing this, looking, looking way out, then looking three years out and breaking things down, depending upon how old we are. I would say when you're looking at retirement planning, you're probably looking, okay, retirement's about to start. What's our next 10, 20, 30, 40 years look like, depending upon your DNA and life expectancy. But by laying these things out and then breaking them down, it has served me very well. It has served my family, my friends, my clients, but other companies I help with. It's, it's had such a huge impact that even with that emotional resistance, and I look back at my first policy and a month ago in November, I, with one carrier, one and two with this one carrier, both come up on right around my birthday. And it's, man, thank goodness. People came into my life and I had opened my, my ears, my eyes, all of it. Like I just soaked it all in and definitely came back for the next nine months or so with a lot of questions and a lot of work to prove things for myself. And I become the first client for my, the company then for my company. And because how can I go out and teach it to other people if I didn't do it for myself first, right? And, but I'm so glad because I look at just that decision and moving forward and what an impact that first policy then, which created numerous policies within the family over time as income streams increased and other passive income streams started feeding these bank of sources and what a huge impact just on that one step there made with, once I came to the logical conclusion that if I am 10 years older than today, do I want to have a lot more savings? Do I want to have a lot more liquidity? Do I want to have a lot more wealth? Do I want to have a lot of income protection to protect those who I care about? If something happened to me, it's thank goodness 
I looked at it logically, got over the emotion piece that was creating the resistance not to move forward. And it's amazing when you put a game plan and create a plan and put it in place, the things that can be accomplished. So thought I'd share that. Thank you so much for uh, supporting the Engineer Finance Podcast. I wish everyone, I hope everyone has great holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Uh, great time to focus on health and wealth. And I look forward to next week's episode. Thank you. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. The content is intended for United States audiences only. Opinions expressed are as of the date of this publication, and such opinions are subject to change. Green Financial and Insurance Services Limited, Green, is not responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other claimed losses resulting from or related to the content presented. Green makes no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information presented. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Forecasts are not a reliable indicator of future results. Investors should be aware of the risks associated with investing. All investments are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of capital. Investors should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile. Consult with a qualified financial advisor as necessary before making any investment decisions. Thank you for listening to the Engineer of Finance podcast with Ken Green. 